When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello! Welcome to a brand new week with Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, TV boy, yeah. it's a new era. An era, a new era. It's a new era. Holly Roberts is with us for hour one, and we would like to say that this is for the foreseeable future, of which Donna and I never know how long. Right. The foreseeable future will uh, last. Holly, if uh, you've been busy on the Kalina Bradley show for so long now, uh, but we have a reputation of not keeping producers. They just abandon us. We don't know what happens. <laughs> we have very little say, and then they're here one day, gone another. So we, um, we're we going to get attached to you, and then they're going to take you away at some point, and we're already aware of this. Donna, Steve, we're going to live in the now, <laughs> man. Okay, I like We're going to live yeah, girl. in the now. Come on, queen. I like yes. the attitude. You're yes. right. Yes. You're right. Okay. We don't have to put, like, uh, you know, what do you do for, for pups in the yard? You put that... An invisible fence? Yes, around the perimeter so yeah. they can't leave. <laughs> Wait, how does that relate to what we're doing now? Oh. I don't know. We might Donna have to wants, start doing that. You want to put a shot collar on me? Yeah, I'm I thinking about it. I feel like this is an aggressive start. I remember when I, uh, when Lou and I had one of our high school breakups, and you know, now you know, it all ended happily. We've been married for almost 20 years. But I remember my mom uh, was upset, and she was in tears, as I recall. And Aww. she said, I'm just not even going to get to know your next girlfriend then. Because she was like, so I attached. just got to know her and invest in her and all this. Yeah. And now, you know, the mothers, the moms. fathers, they don't have any say in if the relationship lasts or not. Right. Um, so that's, I'm not going to do what my mother did, though. I am going to live in the now with Holly, and I'm going to embrace this moment. Love it. Oh. So inspirational. Now, Holly, what time did you wake up today? Uh, I woke up at four. Okay, that's kind of early. How did you feel about that? Did you feel like productive and I'm awake before the rest of the world and this is great? You know, Steve, admittedly, sometimes I get up at four in the morning to do work. So hmm. uh, that is my brain time. That is my You've got ideas and you're like, all right, I might as well get up. Yeah, well, I've got things. That is my optimal brain time. I know that I'm a morning person in the afternoon. Forget it. Oh, forget it. I'm tired. I want to stare at a wall. But in the morning, (laughs) I got all my energy, all of my productivity raring to go. It's good that you know that about yourself. Yeah, it's funny because Dawn is like a night person. But was working on the morning. Right. And that's a little difficult. See, I think that my my productivity is probably actually maybe best in the late morning, early afternoon. Oh. 
Where I don't know that I would consider myself a morning person. And although I like to stay up late, it's not like I'm not with a pen and a pad writing sure. ideas. I'm got it. I like to relax. I think we're all in the right place right now. Mm, this clean. is good. We're living in the now. Yes, living Holly. in the now. Now I have to say the the days of me watching Saturday Night Live live are gone. Yeah. I record, I watch on Sunday. My brother had sent me a text and just a video from YouTube and mm-hmm. it was a sketch from SNL with your your buddies. Steve Martin and Martin Short. So great. So funny. It was like a, a take on a Christmas carol. I highly recommend I've that you go seen, back and watch it. It's so funny. I have only seen to this point the monologue. And Which speaking is of not so seeing funny. it live, I think I walked up to bed at around 1 a.m. on Saturday. Oh. Eh, partying. Oh, wow, and, uh, and I was like, oh, goodness, I bet you I can find the monologue by now. I'm sure it's on Twitter. Yeah. And it was uh, about seven minutes worth, and I watched it, and it was just quintessentially Steve Martin and Martin Short. It's the kind of comedy that you could have done 80 years ago, yes. 40 years ago, Timeless. and you can do 20 or 40 years in the future. And here's the thing. They, they could come across as cheesy if you sure. let them. That's right. But these guys, I feel like they're on top of their game, especially together. They yeah. both get each other. So what they had done during the monologue was, I'll just set it up, and then we'll play a clip. They decided to do each other's uh, eulogies. Right. Like, I want to say these things about you now. Mm-hmm. Well, you can hear them, so you're not dead. So they but went- still read as a eulogy. Like, this isn't a, I know you're alive, and I just want to affirm you. It's still read as a eulogy, <laughs> right. which is really great. All right, here's a clip. So, Marty, I dedicate this eulogy to you. Wow, not much of a turnout. <laughs> Marty did not want to be cremated. Too late. <laughs> there are so many great things that I could say about Steve Martin. But this hardly seems the time nor the place. (laughs) But Marty was taken away from us too soon, but sadly, not before he played Jack Frost in Santa Claus 3. (laughs) Oh, Steve, it's so hard to look at you in that open casket. Motionless, colorless, stiff, so lifelike. so good. There was more that we can't really play. Right. Uh, that involved an old SNL uh, Christmas sketch. Yes. Yes. Something in a box. Yes. <laughs> very, very funny. Yeah, they're great. And what a good description them. of them. They, you can ingest them as cheesy if you allow yourself to go there. But if you just sort of like lean into what it is that they're doing. Right. And again, appreciate the timelessness of that style of humor. It's just, it's really great. And by the way, you know, the music's great behind it and everything. I've long been a fan of Martin Short. I would suggest read his uh, his memoir. It's very entertaining. Uh, but back to like the Jiminy Glick days. Yeah. I think the first time I really laughed at Martin Short was when he was in pure luck. He got stung by bees and swelled up. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is such a funny visual as a kid. When I discovered him as Jiminy Glick, the... Uh, the entertainment reporter who was over the top and, you know, he in this situation doesn't look like himself because he's in a fat suit. And it's just that voice where it's strained, like even there yes. in the eulogy, <laughs> yeah. just I don't care what he says. Just hearing him speak how he is, where it feels like it's coming from his toes and it's coming out of his mouth yes. all the time. 
It's just that really entertaining to me. It was well, great. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing other sketches. Oh, the sketches were great. They're fully committed. And that's what I love about them. They're not half-assing it. They're like, okay, we're all in. We're, I mean, you could tell they are so professional. Yes. They are so committed to putting out something great. And they did. It was very, very funny. I, I tried to invite them on to um, Twin Cities Live years ago. I'm embarrassed already. Listen, what happened? I actually reached out to uh, an L.A. entertainment reporter who's very, like Sam Rubin, like he's... he's was it Sam? We, yes, okay. Sam Rubin. Okay. This guy out in KTLA, he's been doing it for 30 years, well-connected. And I was like, is there anyone that I could get in contact with? I know he couldn't get me in contact with Martin Short or Steve Martin, but maybe their management company or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I get some direction somehow eventually to start somewhere. And I write this full presentation of here's what we would welcome them to do, which is they could storm midway into host chat. They could just walk out and do the whole thing. And, And this was shortly after Will Ferrell had done... A local newscast in Nebraska? I almost said to you, now if you would have hit up Will Ferrell... Yes. You would have had a better chance. I, I was given a kind response, though I gave a really full-throated uh, push for, like, just let them come and take over our show and do whatever they want, because they were performing here at the State Theater a few years ago. Right. And uh, we were... They kindly declined, or their management. How did they did decline? Their, did they say that's not going to happen? No, it was it was nice. It was like thanks for your interest and in, for being fans. Uh, at this time, we don't have any plans to do any press, press at all. Yeah, okay. which is we have a sold out theater uh, or show at the state theater. Got it. We don't need you, basically. Yeah. We don't need you. That's, that's exactly hey, they didn't right. ghost you. That's nice. <laughs> that's us. true. Yeah. They faced back. it head on. Yeah. We got ghosted once by Tim Meadows mid-show. He was supposed to be on and just mid-show. gone. It was like, have we any word on Tim Meadows? Any word on... We were so excited he was coming. The ladies <laughs> man. It was going to be great. Leon Phelps. Nothing. Just Not unlike what happened to us with Judge Judy's uh, on old bailiff. bailiff. Yeah. Uh, Petrie Bird. Jim... Hawkins, Petrie Hawkins Bird, something. Doesn't matter. If only matter. we had the time. We can't even get television bailiffs to join us on the show. <laughs> okay. And we're okay with it. We, could, hey. we, know our, we know who we are. We know our limitations. All right, we got to go. But when we come back, uh, you've got some random fun facts, yeah. yes? Yeah, we got some things that make you go hunt. And by the way, coming up at 930, we're going to go through the Golden Globes nomination okay. list. I think there's a snub on there. And I think I know why there's a snub. Uh, maybe some surprises, too. We'll get into that at 930. When we come back, somebody... Not Will Ferrell was supposed to play Elf in Elf. I dug up some movie fun facts, some holiday movie fun facts that we'll get into when we come back. Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back, you guys. Thanks for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Holly Roberts is with us as well. Steve Patterson. We're having so much fun. What we do. What we do, man. to not have fun anymore? We're fun makers. Wow. 2023, what, we don't get to have fun? We just got to squeeze it all in now? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> no. Sorry. No, we're always going to have fun. By the way. Yeah? It's almost 2023. Okay. Which <sighs> means we're not far away. From? The three-year anniversary of the shutdown. Wow. Crazy to think that's yeah. three years, right? It is. It truly has been a time warp. Like, I feel a little bummed and nostalgic with the kids. I feel like there's this blob You missed a gap. But it's funny. We were there, though. We were together. But it did something to how I perceive time, time. spent, I guess. I don't know. Does anybody have a potato? If I could save time in a bottle. Queen, let your gift be heard. <laughs> 
the first thing that I'd like Ooh. to do. Wait, what is this hug? Don't. No, wait a minute. No, Donna, no. I don't remember. Ask Holly. Do you know what that song was, Holly? Simon and Far- Fargunkle. <laughs> Fargunkle. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Hello, fartness, my old friend. Simon and Fargunkle. It sounds like a knockoff brand of them, like a cover right. band. They play yeah. on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> Next to the Elmo and Superman. Oh, oh, my God. By the way, speaking of the Elmo and Superman in Times Square... They don't give a flying frick about being seen with their heads up, smoking a cigarette. I mean, you know, usually with the mascot lore is like you keep you stay in costume the whole time. No kidding. Mickey. I mean, it's not Mickey and Minnie. It's, you know, Ricky and Lenny. These are decidedly knockoffs. Mickey spelt with two E's at the end. Right. That's exactly right. And a very different backstory. But they, I mean, they'll just lift their faces up and they're staring out at kids like, you want a picture? Really? They're like doing lines of code. Donna. Like off a mirror. What? No. Not them. Different guys. Sorry. I just I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just got a little carried away. Jim Croce, by the way. What's the name of the song? Time in a Bottle. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Last night we watched Elf. And we were recently in New York, Shoot. so we were like, let's go watch that and feel the New York vibes again. So that was fun. Uh, Will Ferrell was not going to star in that originally. Do you know who was? I'm just going to say Chris Farley. He was supposed to star in something else, but Jim Carrey was originally slated to star in Elf. Oh, he would have been good. Yeah. That would have been fine. Yeah, but Will Ferrell, just wonderful. And I think Will Ferrell talks about taking the role of Elf, saying, like, I didn't know how this was going to turn out but it's it could because it's going to be a career maker or it'll be a blemish on your record when he was early in movies you know he was just leaving saturday night live and coming into his own as could he cut it as a leading man even comedically in hollywood but boy it's just honestly i hated that movie the first time i saw it just i was in the theater with my niece who wanted to see it. And I was like, oh my God, kill me right now. This movie uh-huh. is so bad. Donna. Now I love it. It's great. It's cute. The music, it's all wonderful. One of my favorites growing up, though I think I only saw it once during my childhood, but I distinctly remember it being on a snow day in January. And I watched this movie up in my mom's room. Aww. And it was a Muppet Christmas Carol. Gonzo was originally going to portray the uh, Christmas yet to come in The Muppet Christmas Carol, but he eventually took on the role of Charles Dickens as the narrator because uh, Brian Henson, the director, said he was the... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The least likely character to be Charles Dickens, so we made him Charles Dickens. Cute. Thank you. Things that make you go home. John Candy shot all of his Home Alone scenes in one long 23-hour day on set. And I think he only made like, 
35 bucks, something crazy. It was like a favor, as I recall this. I don't know that factually, but I did at one point, so I'm going to stand by that. Hmm. Eagle-eyed viewers will spot a hidden Mickey Mouse logo when the Santa Claus characters, Scott and Charlie, pass the moon in a sleigh. So if you haven't yet watched the Santa Claus this year, which I would recommend you do. We Is that a Disney that. film? Yes. It's okay, on Disney Plus. Was it originally a Disney film? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah, because the old school, we watched Santa Claus 2 this weekend, and the old school castle logo comes out beforehand. Oh, okay. You know, okay. which is a little throwback. I forgot Avatar was on yesterday. Damn it. Donna, I knew I know. This. I was going to record it. Maybe like... it's best if you just go into Avatar 2. Maybe the <laughs> idea of you, like, I can tell you, Holly will tell you, if you've seen Fern Gully or is it uh, Dances with Wolves or Last of the Mohicans? Dances uh, with Wolves. All three. Okay. <laughs> What's the question the that follows? story oh. is there. There's nothing surprising. You oh, know, so it's like a perceived enemy movie? comes in. Yeah, there's a love story, unlikely, you know, okay. whatever. Donna, you have not seen the original Avatar? Correct. Do I need to? No. Okay. Now, Holly. I trust Holly. Do you feel any level of excitement for the new Avatar? <sighs> no. No, no. You already uh, answered. Not uh, really. Mm, not wait, really. What about for just the visuals alone? The 3D. Did you read some of the reviews from last week? I know. The reviews coming out of London are that this movie is a visual feat that we have not yet witnessed yes. in human history. Yes. There was a guy who said it was almost so overwhelmingly beautiful, the visuals, that I actually was missing plot points because I would just be staring at a fish in the background. Like, look at that Oh, wow. Fish. Interesting. I feel like I had a relative who felt the same way seeing the first one, and I was like... Uh, I'm okay just hearing about it. Yeah. And I don't know if you'll appreciate any of the visuals because I tried <laughs> to get her to make a change once from oh, like a big. Okay. <laughs> Donna. Oh, Steve. <laughs> I'm the only person with eyes. No, Donna. She went from some like clunky, big, fat television to a flat screen and couldn't tell the difference. I have said, like you say, I have undiagnosed ADHD. You have undiagnosed cataracts, and let's be okay with that. You are a woman here. You roar. It's fine. I'm really excited to see it. Golden Globes nominations when we come right back. Oh, I think there's a snub, and I think we know why. He's almost always on Donna's last nerve. The Donna and Steve experience, where talk is fun. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Producer Holly Roberts with us for hour one every day. Hey, girl. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hey. 
this is when we start to lose our energy a little bit right around 930. But it'll, you know, like 29 minutes into the show. We have done. We've been on the air for a half hour. We've spoken for upwards of 21 minutes. Oh, Ooh. when do we get breaks? I guess we just had one. We just had one. Okay. Yeah, All they right. come like in two, three, four minute increments. Hey, let's you and me, um, Holly, if you want to be a part of it, you are absolutely welcome to. But you're still getting to know us on this sort of a level. Donna, why don't we walk down and grab a couple Tums during the next break? Oh, sure. Ooh, I'm all for antacids. Me too. I feel like yeah. I could use an antacid. And we have sitting supers coming in at 11 o'clock today. These are people who bid during Project Down and Dirty to sit in on the show. That's the sit portion. And then we give them soup. That's the soup portion. Ooh, what's the soup of oh, the day? wait till you find out. Well, let me I say got this. a little intel. Every day we end That's the show. That's called the, the email dot no. that we get No, they on don't Friday. include the soup anymore. So this the soup segment started because we always look at the menu. Usually, you know, we have a slogan, and it's unofficial, but we're looking to get it copyrighted, which is the Don and Steve experience. We're always short on content. And so our final block of the show... We'll get hungry and we're like, hey, what's for lunch? We pull up the menu. And then Donna loves soup so hard. And I she love was like, soup. What's the soup? But then the soup is never there. So then we called Brian, the Every cafeteria day. That's manager, how we end our live show. one day and started doing that. So now we do what's the soup? So we have a sit and super who has paid at least $600 to come in, sit in on an hour of the show. Uh-huh. And then we will take them and we will buy them soup, nothing more. And we will escort them from the premises at 1230. We're not looking to do like full life stories here. You know, it's a minimum amount of time that we have agreed to. But plus we have social anxiety more than anything. But here's the uh, exciting thing. We have been pushing Brian to give us good soups like, hey, we have outsiders coming in. They're going to talk about this. So don't give us any bull crap. Give us the goods. And they never give us bull crap except Wednesday chili days. But we requested Lobster bisque or crab bisque because Cafeteria Brian said that once a year they will do some sort of a seafood bisque situation, but it's usually right around New Year's for folks who are working the holiday. And we thought, well, why don't you help the people who don't work the holidays and give us the bisque? And so I... Think there's a bisque situation. I think you're right. We'll find out. We'll confirm. Do you think it's C or L? I think it's both. C and L B? I think. Oh my God. Is that a thing? It is now. Oh. Okay. Oh. I don't even know. You can mix crab and lobster. Aren't they like enemies? No, I think they hang out. You think they hang out or I bet they're rivals? What's a crab? Wait, crab? They're both crustaceans. They, yeah, but we're all people. We still fight with each other. Okay, this is getting weird. Sorry. Uh, Golden Globes were announced this morning, the nominations anyway. So the Golden Globes, uh, at least in most most years, for me, is the more entertaining of the two big shows, Golden Globes and the Oscars. Mm. And I, I mention that only because in years past, and there's been all sorts of of kerfuffle with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association to the point where last year the awards were not televised at all. NBC was like, you need to do better. So start doing better. And then maybe we'll televise you again. It was announced a few weeks ago. It is going to be televised again, but some folks have said in the past that they are all about stacking a red carpet. They're, they're a driver behind how they vote. And this goes back to the year. I remember when folks talked about this the most, when Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie were both nominated for The Tourist. Which 
I think was pretty terrible. That right? was my understanding as well in terms of just critical and, and acclaim. And chemistry was not good. But two bigger stars at that point in the world than Angelina Jolie and uh, and Johnny Depp on your red carpet. Go find them. So then, you know, if they nominate them, they will come to the red carpet. They will cut away to them during the monologue. Not necessarily. Well, maybe not. Maybe well, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at uh, best actor in a motion picture drama. Yes. I see Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Okay. I do not think he shall be attending, right? There was some kind of incident that happened, some kind of sexual assault or advance or something. Yeah, he talked about, yes. My first thought was, he's going to win this. Then I remembered and thought, well, maybe he won't because of that. I'm speaking uh out. Well, so that's possible. But I I mentioned all that before I give you some of the nominations, just because you usually sometimes in the past, and we'll see if the Hollywood Foreign Press is different this year, next year, and the year after that. I don't know. But that they're looking for stars. However, um, I noticed a big star that will not be on the red carpet, at least from what I see, Mm. which is Will Smith for Emancipation, which I believe the initial uh, reception has been positive it's now streaming on apple tv plus he said when he was doing press i really hope that me slapping chris rock does not keep others and their wonderful work from being recognized at these award shows and it looks like possibly it has tough to pinpoint if this is the reason but best motion picture drama emancipation is not there i'll tell you what is holly Avatar, The Way of Water. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Not shocked at all. Elvis, The Fablemans, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick round out the best motion picture drama. Now, they do best motion picture drama and then comedy or musical. And at the Academy Awards, they do up to 10 nominations. So there could be some um, combination of those, but th- that I mean, that's really the big one. That's their that's the big dog best picture. Uh, how about this best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama? Kate Blanchett for Tar. What if I said I've never heard of Tar until earlier this morning? I don't think I have either. Olivia Coleman for Empire of Light. Viola Davis for The Woman King. Anna de Armas for Blonde. And Michelle Williams for her role in The Fablemans, which Donna was given free tickets to. Donna, did you love The Fablemans I was at the not movie theater? Given free tickets. Weren't you? It was a media thing, right? And then you bailed oh, on it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I did. We had to leave. The person I was with had, it, it would have gone too long. However, the reviews I'm hearing about that are fabulous. Really, really good. And Michelle Williams is beloved. Yeah. So I have a feeling she's got a leg up on everybody. Um, How about best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama? The Golden Globe nominations came out this morning as we sort of usher in award season. Austin Butler for Elvis. Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Hugh Jackman for The Sun. Bill Nye for Living. And Jeremy Pope for The Inspection. Could that be an Austin Butler? I don't know. You, you think it's going to go to Brendan Fraser? Well, look, I don't know if it'll go to Brendan Fraser. I, I, I want it to, even though I've never seen the movie. Like I like a good comeback story. Some of the critical acclaim of Austin Butler around Elvis. Elvis didn't seem to be beloved by moviegoers. It was okay. On the whole, yeah. He was good. The movie itself, meh. Huh. For me. Yeah. Did you see it, Holly? I did. 
And you have to like Baz Luhrmann movies in order to like Elvis. I see. And if you don't like musical spectacle, probably not for you. Sure. Yeah. That's how I felt. I felt like I didn't really need to hear an entire song every time a song Oh, sure. It was played. like a concert film. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd get a little antsy. Once we hit the bridge, yeah, and then song. and then they keep going. And I'm like, okay, I get the I get the gist. Let's move on with the story. That's almost how I feel at concerts, really in real life. But you love musicals. I love musicals. I and I love music, but I I am not afraid to skip forward. Just like I think every movie should be sub two hours. I think pretty much every song should be, it's a three minute max. And then let's get on. Also, I feel like every second half of every stage musical is too long. Act one is my favorite act of any play or movie. Stage two, now you're just like, all right, let's get a beer and sit here and listen to this. I think that has to do with the fact that I like the idea of things more than I like things me too and so act one feels like you're introducing me to the idea of it right and you're like oh okay i'm in up until this point yeah which is why i never watched the second half of hamilton and strangely i've only ever seen the second half of titanic depressing (laughs) oh man they offered they're offered that in a two vhs set oh yeah and i saw vhs two (laughs) <laughs> I saw none of the love story of Kate and Jack. Is Wait, that, this is so me. Yeah. yeah. No, not Kate. Or Kate Winslet. Mary. What the hell is her name? Her name was, you know. Uh, wait, wait. Carol. Don't tell me. No, no, no. Wait. She needs to make room for Jack Starts on the with door. An R. Rose. Rose. <laughs> Look at me now. And then her famous line, Rose, I am the captain now. <laughs> hey, Donna didn't Sorry. even catch it. Uh, Donna, I got it. I'm the captain now. What? Whoa, your joke was in very poor taste. Oh my gosh, Donna. Sorry. <laughs> she rose and lived. I mean, is it too soon? I don't know. Sorry, guys. Everyone's pretty sensitive, so I feel like it's too soon for most everything right now. Okay. Just stand down. Did you make that joke up or did you hear that from someone? I think I heard it from someone. I would never make up something so dark. Uh, A few other categories here from the Golden Globe nominations, which just came out uh, uh, this morning. How about some TV stuff? Okay, well, then let me go elsewhere. You have 40 Oh, by the way, James Cameron uh, did get nominated for Avatar The Way of Water, Best Director. Let's go down to TV drama, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, Ozark, and Severance. Hmm. Uh, best performance by an actress in a television series drama. Emma Darcy from House of the Dragon. Laura Linney in Ozark. She's great. Emelda Staunton in The Crown. Hilary Swank in Alaska Daily. And Zendaya for Euphoria. How good for her. And how about best performance by an actor, TV drama. Jeff Bridges, The Old Man. He was so good in that. Kevin Costner, Yellowstone. Yeah, okay. Diego Luna for Andor, which I haven't started yet. Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, and Adam Scott for Severance. Okay. This um, is awesome. Television series, musical, or comedy, by the way. Uh, Abbott Elementary, The Bear, Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, Ooh. and Wednesday. I'm going to root for The Bear. That is a very unique, well-shot, really interesting TV series. Do they make soup in that? I think so. 
I love soup. There it is. All right, we got to go. When we come back, though, if you see something, you should say something. Okay, Johnny Knoxville is being sued for a prank for his new show. I can see why. We've got that on the way. And uh, I don't know if you saw this Mark Curry video. Um, It is uh, a straight-up recording of racism in action. It is really disturbing. Uh, We'll talk about that, too, when we come right back on my talk. All right, we're back. Thanks for listening. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Happy that later on today. Here it comes. At 10 o'clock, and we've been working on this. We've got a full team of engineers that have worked on this. And so at 10 o'clock today, we're so proud to finally unveil My Talk Coin. It is our version of cryptocurrency, and you'll be able to buy all sorts of adventures with on air talent. Gifts from the prize closet mm. with your MyTalk coin, and it's going to go great. And none That's of that 10 a.m. is true. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Well, just one last quick thing on cryptocurrency. I was reading, I think it was a week or two ago, mm-hmm. Miami, I don't know if you ever heard of it, Yeah, yeah. had their own cryptocurrency, and I think it was called Miami coin, <laughs> but it, it lost like 99% of its value. Oh my God, Brutal. what, how, what? I don't know, people were just like, no, that doesn't seem good. Okay, so, thank you. And if you're going to Miami anytime soon. Okay, good don't, to know. Don't bring your, don't bring your Miami, Miami coin. coin, yeah. Okay, good to know. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Donna. Okay, um, Johnny Knoxville. Ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. I'd hate to be his friend. Oh, God. I don't hate Johnny. I would hate to be his friend. No, it's like you. When you used to, like, scare me, jump On out of nowhere. steroids, though. I'd like, that would be like if you walked by and instead of saying boo, I slapped you with a stapler. <laughs> and the staple went into your skin. He's nuts. Yeah, he's a little nuts. So he and his buddies love to torment each other, but not everyone likes to be the butt of the joke. So there is a man named Khalil Khan, and he was called to a home to fix an electric dimmer switch. Okay, he was a handyman. When he got there, the quote unquote owner told him that he knew, uh, how do you say this, Uh, jiu-jitsu? Jiu-jitsu. 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 And would beat Khan up if he didn't do it right. Within minutes, there's a young girl who runs into the room screaming that Khan had killed her pony. She and the homeowner led him to a room where there appeared appeared to be a pony on life support. Oh, my God. So, supposedly, he was led to believe that he had cut the power to the machine and then the pony died. And then... Khan, the handyman, looked outside and saw that his car was being towed. When he took out his phone to call the cops, one of the towing guys held up a bag of white powder and said that if Khan called the police, he would be arrested for possession of cocaine. At this point, this poor guy's in a panic. And so in the end, he files a lawsuit that says in the span of just minutes, I had been threatened I uh, with being beaten up. I was told that I botched a repair job. I was accused of murdering a pony. My car was taken without my permission and was now being told that he'd be arrested for 
possession of narcotics. And that's when Johnny came out and said, surprise, this is a prank. Woo. He offered this this man a couple hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars, but that wasn't going to do it. He said he was legit traumatized by the whole ordeal. He suffered lack of sleep, anxiety, emotional distress. He's worried that if the footage ever goes public, he's going to be subjected to harassment and ridicule. I get it. That's a lot. So now, when I hide behind a door and you go, ah, not so bad, right? A pony on life support? <laughs> How'd they even I, get the pony to lay down? It's probably some fake pony. What do you mean a fake pony? I don't know. Maybe a guy in a pony costume. Oh, okay. Well, we're going down a different road. <laughs> yeah, what did the guy You know, those <laughs> bear costumes, some of them are quite realistic. What I... bear costume? The bear costumes, Holly. <laughs> They're everywhere. They're... <laughs> Tormenting us, Holly. You haven't seen these in your neighborhood? Holly, oh. there's some very realistic bear costumes. Good to know. I could get fooled I've by a gorilla the Revenant, costume. The Revenant? Yeah. The, yeah. I just don't think that a horse costume... I bet you there's not one realistic horse costume out there. You know, you could do it with a gorilla. I suppose you could do it with a bear, but a pony, there's not a good pony costume. You don't think so? No. That a person would be inside of? I mean, someone's got to be the back. Someone's got to be the front. Oh, Donna, you need to go to the optometrist immediately. (laughs) There are full face cutouts on these ones. All right. Anyway. Imagine being Johnny Knoxville's friend. I I don't know how they get away with a lot of the stuff that they do. Same thing with um, what's his face? You know, the Holly G. Sasha Baron Cohen. Thank you. I don't know how he gets away with this stuff either. I don't know how he commits to it in the way that he does. (laughs) Waivers. Yes, (laughs) lots and lots of waivers after the fact. Waivers. Yeah. Mm All right, now what's the story that you found out okay. about Mark Curry? I'm looking on his Instagram. It looks like it's a 26-minute oh, video yeah. that he has posted. Yeah, I, I watched a lot of it this morning. Here's what happened. He was in Colorado Springs for a comedy gig. He's a comedian, okay? He's just hanging out in the hotel lobby where there's like 300 people. People eating, drink, drinking, visiting. <clears throat> he claimed... That he was racially profiled. Basically, this man comes up to him and says, are you a are you a guest in this hotel? And he was like, what? Why are you asking me that and not asking any other person there? So they basically profiled him mm-hmm. from what I can see in the video. Sure. Yeah. He's sitting there drinking a cup of coffee. He wanted to come out of his room for a while. He had a suite, actually. Mm-hmm. And he just wasn't answering the questions. He's like, you don't even have any form of ID on you. Why would I just randomly show a man who comes up to me my key card? Right. right? So it's just all over the New York Post and pretty much everywhere this morning. And I, I think he's right. That is what they did. They saw somebody who looked casual. In appearance, you know, he's got a jacket on, a nice jacket, by the way. Sitting in the lobby. Is everybody else dressed to the nines in this lobby? Exactly. They're not. It's just, it's very disturbing. And it's just another example of, you know, this 
profiling. I think what happens sometimes in these, if you've seen like videos like this, you know, and, and I've, I have only looked at a little bit of the video on mute, right? Yeah. But it almost seems like these people who, like in this case, mm-hmm. the man who is telling Mark Curry or asking Mark Curry to show him his key card so that they know he's a guest, it almost seems like they just double down on their argument in right. the moment. Instead of, like, why not just say... Have a conversation and just go, hey... Or just say, you know what, yeah, wow, that's totally... Like, there's no... It's almost like they get blinded in that moment of just, like... Like, I need to be right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tough to watch those sort of things. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, Holly, thank you for your service. Yes, be in the now, guys. Live in the now. Holly Roberts, she's on the morning show and stays with us, hour one. Mike is in next.